Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another Geek Town podcast. Today's podcast comes fresh from Birmingham Comic Con and was part of a roundtable discussion with the ladies of Sleepy Hollow. Being interviewed was the female lead, Nicole Bahari, who plays Abby Mills, Katia Winter, who plays Katrina Crane, and Lindy Greenwood, who plays Jenny Mills. As ever, if you want more news or info on the return or renewal of any TV show in the UK, just visit the main website at geektime.co.uk. Hope you enjoy the interview. Guys, it's absolutely fantastic, obviously, to have you here in Birmingham for the MCN Comic Con. Um, can you maybe just start by kicking off by telling us each a little bit about your character and where you fit into the series, perhaps for people who aren't already really familiar with it? Oh, where do we start? <laughs> so much is going on. We call you start. Oh, no, you can't put me under the bus. You breathe and then laugh the rest go, go ahead, baby. Um, well, it's about taking up with Crane, obviously, waking up in modern day time, pairing up with Abigail Mills, played by Nicole Bihari, and the two of them go on a journey, um, well, they turn out to be the two witnesses, and they go on a journey solving very strange things that's going on in Sleepy Hollow, uh, mysteries, and, uh... I didn't realise she had to do the whole spiel. I thought she was just doing her own. I feel bad now. <laughs> sorry. I, I was like, I thought you were just going to talk about Katrina. I'm sorry. No, the show in yeah. general. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't know okay, right, right. right. So, um, um, Ichabod Crane, who we all know from the Washington Irving uh, piece, um, turns up in modern times in Westchester County, New York, Sleepy Hollow, which is a real place and basically bumps into this new female lieutenant, Abby Mills, whom I play, who's a very skeptical uh, human being, who's basically on her way out of the city. She doesn't want to be a cop anymore there. It's a small town. She's over it. And he brings to the table (laughs) the fact that the world is coming to an end, that there are demons on their tail, and that she is, in fact, one of the second witnesses to stop the apocalypse. There you go. <laughs> and madness ensues. From there, um, we find out that he was, in fact, um, buried for 250 years by his lovely wife, played by <laughs> Katia Winter, who is Katrina Crane, and that Abby comes from a, 
a bit of a dark past that she's um, discarded parts of herself and has had a lot of issues with sanity and drugs and violence. And then she actually has this sister that's um, uh, tucked away in a mental institution played by Lindy Greenwood. How are you finding the convention scene? <laughs> and I mean, Strictly Hollow was a hit, and obviously you've got a growing fandom now. How are you finding the Russia fans, and how are you finding the convention scene in general? It, I think it's fantastic. I think it's so great to have so many fans already. You know, it was happened so quickly overnight after the first episode, and you know, it's hard to see it sustaining for a long period of time, but it has. I mean, it's. I've never had fans before. I mean, I've done like small indie films and guest stars here and there, so it makes it more fun for us to work on the show. I think with you know people. I think it's so very, yeah. it's very flattering. It's very flattering yeah. when, you, when you know people are really enjoying your work, your hard work, and you're like, wow, this is what I really want to do, and people are appreciating the fact that I'm doing it. It's, it's so flattering. And I was saying before um, to someone else who asked the question <laughs> that uh, the fan art is really inspiring. What fans are producing of our characters is like, yeah, it's so beautiful. Yeah, it's really rewarding, and I um, we've only done, the first Comic-Con we did was in San Diego before the show was actually in the air, which mm -hmm. was crazy because there were people there in support just having seen the trailers, or like snippets of the pilot, and then we did the Comic-Con in New York, and it was a little bit more of a turnout, and people were like emotional and things like that, which was like, okay, that's interesting, um, but also very rewarding to see people that connect. I'm personally... Um, a, a nerd. I've always been a nerd. I like my books. I like my comic books. I like, you know, I've been watching X-Men and reading sci-fi stories my whole life. Um, so it's nice to have a refuge and like solace with my fellow nerds and also to be working with fellow nerds, even though these girls are all really beautiful and Tom is really handsome. All these people like love interesting dynamic stories and we're all like, um, gung-ho for just like taking ourselves out of the box of general narratives that you see like especially with women and most movies or televisions like this is constantly the same thing so for me five one completely unconventional to be playing a cop who's like a supernatural cop at that and then she's this witch and you know she's like a gang-banging psychiatric <laughs> escapee it's kind of you know it's just it's crazy and that we're fighting demons and everything and that there are people with this outlandish premise who follow it and who enjoy it and then also connect to the heart of it at the same time. Of course, I mean, the story of Sleepy Hollow has been told in many different ways and many different medium. What do you think this does with the original concept, the original characters that we maybe haven't seen before? What makes it such a kind of a different version of anything we could possibly have imagined? Well, I, I, there's very, I mean, it's usually based on the characters from the book and I think everything else is completely different, you know? I mean, we had Ikeba Crane, Katrina Van Tassel, and the Headless Horseman, but then the rest, you know? These two and, and, you know, all the other characters are... It has such a great potential to do so many different things, you know? I, I The writers must have such a great time writing the show, the ideas they throw in the writer's room, and... I don't know, it's... Uh, I like that aspect of it, but it's also before it aired, I didn't know if it was going to do well. I thought either it would do really, really well or people won't get it. So I was, it's like a, it was almost a little bit of a gamble, I thought, you know, because stuff like this either works because it's so crazy or it, it just falls flat. And I'm, I'm very pleased that it actually <laughs> worked. Yeah, it makes any sense at all. Yeah. And 
kind of amazing that it does in a way. It's yeah, because so it's so many, it has so many different things. You know, it's it's funny and it's dramatic and it's it has action. It's crazy creatures and you know, amazing characters like female strong characters and and uh, you know, and, and no Johnny Depp yet still. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Eisen, it's not too bad. <laughs> we have Tom Eisen, and, you know. Yeah, I think, and it's also a really, really diverse show. I think it's it's interesting. I haven't seen anything like this on American TV, you know. So it's uh, network TV, so it's, it's good. From um, episode one, which is quite wild, to the last episode, which is completely crazy. <laughs> um, how... Wilder is the show going to get? Where do you go from the last from from Oh wait, wait, <laughs> wait! Season two is going to be crazy. I've had some ideas. I mean, I haven't read anything yet, but I know sort of what they're planning to do in season two with our characters, and it's um, yeah, it's pretty wild. They're amping up the. Um, okay. What what was your response when you were just reading the scripts? Because the first episode is quite crazy, mm-hmm. and then we get to without giving out too many spoilers. Uh, can I use the word zombie George Washington? I think. <laughs> how do you respond to that? How do you how do you act to that? Uh, what to the with the creatures you mean? Yeah. How do you deal with that? Uh, well, I guess my I haven't had that many scenes. I guess with Moloch I've had, a, but you've had dealt with demons on a daily basis. You're just having, you know, our, uh, it's funny when you said that it's difficult to act with the creatures, right? Yeah. Yeah. What was the question? I'm sorry. I, I didn't really follow. You were saying the it's, amazingness it's a, of... It's a wild ride so far. How do you, how do you match from show to show to show? How do you stay surprised and fresh? I think all of the writers are popping mushrooms. We don't have to say that. Probably not. Um, no, honestly, I think we just have to be present um, and, and work with each other. And, and we actually don't necessarily know what's happening. I know uh, when, it, when we hit the end of this past season and did the finale, upon reading that script, it was like, oh, are we really going to try to do this? The the impossible in 10 days and the shoots are actually supposed to be eight days but they gave us two extra <laughs> to do like an amazing two-hour film almost um which is impossible but we were able to execute it in some way i think that um they know that the work is cut out for them the plans from what i've heard are really interesting you saw that at the end of the end of the season everyone's character wrapped up or is in some sort of dangerous um predicament so just look forward to people becoming stronger or angrier or more intense and more spiritual or whatever in ways that you hadn't imagined. Whatever, you know, basically like with John Noble's character, you thought that this guy was our sidekick. And it's actually it's actually kind of a travesty because I thought that um, Tom, John, and I were a great threesome. Like, not threesome. I mean, just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we were a great pair. We were great at solving the problems. Even from episode five on, I was like, I'm so glad he's there because... Uh, Ichabod really relates to him and I love his sensitivities. He's kind of an old, nice, tender guy. So it's great that they have this camaraderie. And then suddenly you find out that he is in fact the horseman of the apocalypse and their child in a way that you've never imagined. And you know, he's also an older man. They initially um, introduced Jeremy's character 
and I think he was what, like a really cute blonde seventeen year old in the flashback or something like that. Yeah. So people were expecting that guy to come in, and then it was John coming out of like this dirty, dreadlocked kind of you know mother. Yeah, mother. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. But um, after having those kind of twists and turns, we know that we have to come and give you more than what we did last time. So hopefully we're able to do that. But I think that the ideas that I've heard thus far, obviously we can't tell them to you, because that would ruin it. But I think that what we, what I've heard thus far is gonna top that. I think also, if you're talking about how you, as in, how we as actors uh, keep acting in this ridiculous sort of situation, they, the writers also do a really good job of writing in complex relationships. I mean, through all the insanity, these relationships are very real. I think they read really, really real. And um, that's kind of what. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Grounds me, anyway, is the relationship with Abby being able to play. Jenny's a real person. She has these relationships. It's not just zombies. Some Washington's, as you said. Um, so I think that's really important that the writers get all aspects of that. Yeah, and like there are lines, like Tom had to say the other day, the, um, what did he say? What did he say? He said, the sins and the beats. And I was like, he has to actually say that. Like, the sins and the beats. Like, if you saw that line in a script as an actor, you'd be like, really? I have to say the sins and the beats and like sell it. And he really does because we care about, you know, we connect it to something else. So <laughs> it's just one that, like, think about it. You're yeah. like, we should take like, the, like, snippet the take worst, a, like, the crazy yeah, words that we have to say and how people make them feel real. It's really funny. Yeah. I mean, like you say there, obviously, there's there's certain moments when you're saying lines and, and doing things which are a little bit silly, maybe when you're doing them on, you know, they look great on screen, but at the time, are there any particular moments where you guys have been cracking up or, or, or and do the cast help you or do they kind of wind you up? You know, when you're kind of pulling a line, are they are they gurning? Are they trying to put you off? It depends on what hour of day it is. What hour of day? We're all deliriously tired. Oh, yeah, watch out, giggle fast. Yes. Tell him, tell them, don't tell me. Tell <laughs> <I don't care. laughs> What scene was that? That's, That's when the, the, in the last episode. When, oh my god, I haven't watched that bag. I'm scared too. Because I, I, I'd been in LA and for a few days and I came back to shoot the scene where, where they're rescuing me from purgatory and I had all the wisdom tooth a few days earlier and I was on serious painkillers because it was very painful and I couldn't remember a single word. <laughs> I just remember going, the emotion was there and I was like, 
sorry, what was I? Over and over and over again. It was so embarrassing. They managed to somehow get like one take where I, like, I felt bad for you guys because I was like, beautiful. What's funny about movie making is it ended up being really beautiful because you were so troubled and like it was hard to get it out. It just feels like you were emotionally connected. Yeah. We know you were hopped up. We actually probably shouldn't have told them. But that was great. I remember when um, I was really nervous I was not going to be able to get it together when Tom had to wear those skinny jeans. <laughs> and uh, I was just, I think his line was just and risk having them. Oh no, that was another time when he gets those clothes from the, um, from the, from the, from the reenactment. reenactment. Risk having them worn by some purveyor artisanal cheese or whatever, some line he had. Man, I'm butchering this. But anyway, Tom sometimes makes me laugh so hard under my breath. Worried about it. Yeah. Continues. Because <laughs> he's so dry. You don't yeah. expect it. And John Noble is it? Like, in fact, he's, he's, so he's uh, deliberately he's trying to make you crack up in between takes. It's really mean, but funny, you know. And him and Tom are like giggling school girls. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. Hilarious together. I think they have some serious romance. Yeah. Like, they're always like, <laughs> and, like <laughs> whispering to each other and like cracking up. Like, yeah, no. So what kind of stuff is John Noble doing to put you off? What's his worst tricks? What does he do to, to put you off? He, he will like make a funny comment right before you're about to shoot about something that's going on around you or like, you know, something like, I can't remember anything specific, but, and then Tom cracks up and, you know, the camera is obviously is turning my it's way. It's on you. My magic twig and the world's coming to an end, so. Oh, you're going to be on camera, aren't you? You just kind of look at you with yeah. the Aussie accent, and you're like, ah, you're hilarious. Ah, you're going to do a good job. Just go on, just bring it, just start crying. Yeah. <laughs> just cry. <laughs> that is funny. Can a girl and a boy just be friends on television? Hello. Can we just be friends? Why not? Oh, I love you. You know what I'm going to. The amount of questions you've all been asked about the, uh, no one's even the, said the, the triangle. Yeah, great. So I'm asking, because it seems to be an unwritten law in TV, that girls and boys can't just be friends. Can they just be friends? Um, I think so. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I don't know. I think, um, actually, the precedent's been set on cop shows and procedurals that they can be friends. A lot of times, I uh, have like Mulder and Scully and Mariska Hargitay's character, and um, there's always a will they, won't they what's going on with this chemistry thing, but it doesn't always end up rolling around or kissing or anything like don't that. Don't only so. have a married man, though, do we? <laughs> well, sometimes that's the reason why it doesn't happen. <laughs> oh, or that she's a witch. <laughs> so that could be yeah, a problem. That's okay, then. <laughs> that could be a problem, too. But um, I just think I just think it's probably a, a testament to the writing um, that things are complicated and that people see that they have to depend on one another, so they feel like more should be happening. Um, but I don't think we're even playing into it necessarily. No. no. Tom and I, it's, it's funny what people project. Mm-hmm. You're just like staring at someone. They're like, yes. oh, yeah, it's on. And, you're like, <laughs> and, they're, and they're not just friends, though. I mean, they've got a very real purpose together. So, you know, maybe if they were just hanging out because they're buds, but they're not. They've got very important missions. They've got a purpose, a reason for being together besides just the chemistry. Yeah. It's just a lucky thing that the chemistry's there. Is there a particular storyline or plot that currently isn't in the show that you would love to get your teeth into as actors? 
That pertains to the show. Yes. Well, dinosaurs, please. So I said this earlier, actually. I, I would like to see England go further back in time. No idea if they will, but I've suggested because you don't really know how old Lady Macatrina is. She could be from, you know, she could be thousands of years old. I would like to go back as far as the Viking era <laughs> and, you know, see more of that and bring out my Swedish roots a little bit. Mm-hmm. I've suggested that a couple of times. <laughs> I'd like to see that. I love going back in time. That's why I really interested in Katrina. But uh, why not go even further back? Yeah, that would be amazing. Time's your oyster. <laughs> 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 Didn't make any sense. Uh, I'd love to see some more of Jenny's, um, or some at all of Jenny's uh, past, because we've hinted that she did all these crazy missions. So I think it's really interesting to see some of that. We touched on, I'd like to see what happens with her and the Weavers. Um, uh, there was this episode where the Abby and Ichabod and Jenny have to find a lamp to exercise a demon and it's had this compound owned by the weavers and there's a hint that Jenny spent some time there. And I would like to see a little bit of And you have a very mysterious box. Aha, uh-huh. yeah. 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 I, I guess for me, um, this first season we were setting up the whole world of the show and how it works. And um, you know I think we've discovered how Ichabod is one of the witnesses, but we haven't really answered why Abby is one of the witnesses. So I think that's going to be a huge part of this season, from what I've heard, is you know figuring out um, what her past is and how how it all plays into American history, but also the occult history, um, and the potential for Abby and Ichabod to go toe to toe about some things, which I think could be interesting because I think we're going to see a little bit more headbutting. I think she, towards the end of this past season, um, gets more of a sense of who she is as a witness and really cares about it. Whereas at the beginning, as you were saying before, at the beginning, it was all skepticism and being uncertain. By the end of it, she's like, I'm going to give my soul up for our journey, you know, and allows her to leave instead in her place so that she can fight a demon by herself without anything else. So that's quite an undertaking. Um, So from that person to this person, and then into the next season, I think we're going to see some interesting things. But I'm hoping that's what we do. And I'm sure that will include um, all of us. Two of the horsemen have clearly got a relationship with Ichabod. And although you know very little about the second series, would it be a fair assumption to say that maybe the other two might have links with Ichabod and his family? Mm. Or perhaps Abby's. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> These two right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn, I've come on the wrong day. It's the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? Who really knows? I think what's cool is that everything is intertwined when you see, I mean, like, they wrote really interesting stories because Jeremy, their son, Henry, was taken care of by her family. And so it's like they actually are, if you read all of the stories, like, yeah, or watch all the stories very um, closely. They actually all are connected in a way. They'll figure it out. Yeah, exactly. They're really lucky that it all takes place in this tiny town. Yeah. It's a really small town in real life, so they're getting away with, with murder. Yeah. Has anyone else got a, a last question? Did you guys know much about like the mythology and the history behind the show before you started, or have you been kind of learning that as you go along? 
behind the show. Yeah, like because it draws on a lot of like history and Christian texts and things like that. Um, no, I'm I'm personally I don't know about you guys, but like I'm personally learning a great deal of this as I go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we get references, and I'm like, oh, what is that? I have to say these words, so I clearly I need to know what they mean. Or if, you know, Ichabod has a line about some historic. Um, goblet or something i have to go and do the research on it um yeah <laughs> no seriously I, I think that there was a goblet in your um I think you're in right. the vessel yeah. so i was like what is that what, what that looks like we don't get told like that far ahead no That's we actually just read it and then probably like two three days later we're, we're doing it so yeah but it's a great excuse to look into these things yeah and, you know it's a great reason to go back and, and do more research and you know reread revelation See what you can possibly pick out of that as well. That's funny because someone actually asked me recently what's one of the big gifts of the show, and I don't think I've I've focused on that enough. It's been a good education in American history, like things that I thought I knew about the at least that revolutionary period. The great thing also about the show is that if they want to do it for seven years, <laughs> they have a lot to work with. Like yeah. they can continue to extend it throughout our history. Um, but yeah, it's been a great education in that, and actually. Some of the demons and things, I don't know if people, I personally think it's kind of, kind of scary, but some of the demons and some of the like symbolism is actually real occult symbolism. If you go and look it up, like Zerilda and Moloch and all those things, they're actually based on something. So, kind of interesting. And that's it for the Roundtable interview. If you want to see more coverage of Birmingham Comic Con, then head over to the main website at geektown.co.uk which also includes the panel that the cast of Sleepy Hollow did, uh, so you can see that there and on YouTube. We'll be back with more podcasts soon. Cheers. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.